Hey everyone, welcome to Pew Pew Panel. Today, Ava rocks the fanny pack. Who wrote this? It's in third person, Ava, just read it. <laughs> All right, today Ava rocks the fanny pack. Dalen experiences a reverse mail call. Ava gets dentures. And Dalen shares about how his hunting trip went horribly wrong. I'm Ava Flannell, and this is Dalen Schaefer, a.k.a. Civilian Tactical. Before we start, I just want to say, like, I don't really have any makeup on today, so I'm going to apologize for that. Um, I have an eyelash appointment right after this. And if you guys didn't know, I actually get eyelash extensions, which are amazing because you wake up looking like this and you feel pretty well put together when you did nothing. Also, Dalen's not wearing makeup either. Yeah, you guys, I'm I'm not wearing makeup. Just let it be known. I don't know. Yeah, are lacking on the views, and we're blaming it on makeup. I have to take some of the uh, credit for that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, okay. So before we get into the show, though, I have kind of a funny story to tell you. So I might be going abroad next month, and I'll tell you guys where I'll be going here, like in the next couple episodes, if we actually, if it happens. But um, I did ask, you know, like where I was going, I asked them, I'm like, okay, so not to be like high maintenance or anything, but like, I'll probably need an eyelash fill, like after like 10 or so days, um, is there a place that I could get that done? And they started laughing and they said that the nearest gas station is going to be an hour away. I wonder if they even have anybody that does eyelash extensions in the country going to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm like, man, okay, well, that sucks. But I... Although for you, though, I guess it makes sense. You're going to be filming a lot of content. You're going to be taking a lot of pictures. So, you you know, you're going to want to make sure you're all good for the time you're there. So as yeah. as baby as I want, I want to make fun of you for it, Ava. But I guess, I guess you get that one. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so before we start the show, though, we want to talk about one of our sponsors, Stag Arms. And we were comparing a lot of the new spectrum rifles which if you guys it's not spelt exactly spectrum it's s-p-c-t-r-m and they have the f-d-e the o-d-g and the gray and we realized like looking at them and comparing them not only are they different in color but they also have a lot of other different like triggers muzzle devices and dalen yeah, you realize one they... has a different trigger muzzle device set yeah and you realize so they, that you have their trigger. Yeah, for their gray. This is the Rise Armament, and it's a fun one. The thing with this is it's like a drop-in trigger. Um, so, like, you can hear this clicking noise. I just, like, play with it. I kind of pull the trigger and, like, reset the hammer. But it's a good trigger. Ava, you said you've shot with this trigger before. For me, I don't have a gun nice enough that I want to put all the effort into putting this trigger into that gun uh so hence i just have this really nice trigger sitting on my desk but you said you've shot this before i have yeah actually i really liked it i remember the first time i shot it um i was really impressed and i didn't know who made that trigger at first and i was like wait who makes this trigger because i want to put it in like all my guns it was a really nice trigger so stag arms is really up their game and put some really like advanced uh parts in their ar spectrum series so definitely check it out stagarms.com don't forget to use the code pewpew10 and that gets you 10% off including firearms and that is stagarms.com that brings us Ava to our mail call I'm going to let you go first because my mail call is is uh what do you want to call it um unorthodox it's a re it's a reverse mail call it's not one where I got something so I'll let you go first on this one I know you've been excited about this one 
All right. So as you guys know, they're bringing back the fanny packs. That's right. So right here. It's a SIG fanny pack. Yeah. It is the SIG Rose fanny pack. And I belong to the SIG Rose Facebook group. And, like, this is a very highly sought-after fanny pack, which who would have thought? Like, what a time to be alive. It has this little front pocket as a back pocket uh, this thing, which you can clip on, it's adjustable, but best of all, this entire thing comes down, and voila, I got a little SIG blue gun with, I guess they just launched this, actually, it's funny, because I went to the SIG retreat, uh, the SIG women's retreat, and they actually gave us all this stuff before it even launched, so as I see it launching, I'm like, oh yeah, I have that, but they just launched this Kydex uh, for it, and then they gave me this little sick blue gun, but I am getting the real thing pretty soon. Um, but yeah, so fanny pack for concealed carry, which is kind of cool. Like if you're, you know, like going on a hike or jogging or something like that, and you don't want the actual gun on you, fanny packs are, you know, kind of the way to go. I expect to see you rocking that and wherever you, this mysterious place you go to, you know, the jungles of Madagascar and there's Ava rocking her fanny pack yeah maybe i'll i'll store some fi- like fake eyelashes and some glue and just a backup <laughs> supply a little junkie over there gotta get your fix in yeah all right what did you get i'm like did you not get anything so i mean i've got some things but um this was a fun one because i i've got some stuff and then i decided to use it and kind of give it away um so we did a reverse mail call went to like the local gun shop where i live and gave different subscribers, you know, different items. If they could, like, show me that they were subscribed, I'd give them something cool. So we did a um, a Bursa TPR in 380 we gave away to a subscriber. We gave away a hand grenade, one of those, like, bottle opener hand grenades. Uh, you know, it's inert, not an actual grenade. So, I mean, that's it is what it is, but it's still pretty cool. And then a silver dollar as well. It's a little cool. bit of a reverse mail call where, like, I took some of the mail that had been sent to me. Instead of just having it sit around, I was like, hey, I'm going to go share my mail with some people, you know? So it was fun just giving that out to some people and hmm. uh, stuff that, like, I mean, nobody's going to say no to a silver dollar, but it's a silver dollar. I'm sure somebody else would enjoy it. So, yeah, just kind of went around and gave that away, and it was a lot of fun. Maybe I should do that because I always have all this stuff that I'm like, okay, I don't need it anymore. Or, like, it was cool to have, but, like, I have plenty of it. Maybe I should go to a local gun store here in Colorado Springs. But the sad part is I'll be like, yo, hey, you know who you're talking to right now? You uh, you subscribe to my YouTube channel? And they'd be like, no, lady, can you just get away from me? And you, I feel you, like... You just have to bribe them to say, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, if you care, maybe we just got to do a giveaway for the podcast listeners. Maybe that's yeah. what we to do. Maybe you're right. The yeah. true faithful ones are all here. Yeah. So that's a good idea. All right. Um... So now moving on to the next segment, would you rather, if you guys haven't asked us a question, or even if you have and you want to ask us another question, go for it. Just email us at pewpewpanel at gmail.com. And we only have one question, which says, uh, it asks, would you rather have a gun with an infinity, oh, infinite, in, infinitely, sorry. Ava would can't you ra- read, but we'll just excuse I, you I can't. Today. I really can't. It's my eyelashes. I'm used to having all these luscious eyelashes. I have nothing. Okay, okay. <laughs> Would you rather have a gun with an infinitely long ammo capacity that don't affect the size of the magazine or ammo that doesn't miss, but the magazine has 10-round mag capacity? 
And this is from Nicholas from Spotify. Yeah, you guys can actually comment, leave your would you rather questions on Spotify where it says comment. Um, you can leave those there as well. So pretty much wherever you guys are listening, you can you can let us know your questions. But yeah, Nicholas from Spotify. Ava, what should you pick? I mean, so it's essentially like, would you rather shoot full auto or semi-auto? Full auto or semi-auto, it's like full auto forever or just never miss. Cause, yeah. Uh, I, I, I know which one I, I would pick here, but I want to hear which one you would pick. I don't know. I mean, I do really enjoy, I definitely enjoy like hitting my target and being accurate, especially as a female. And I'm not going to be like, oh, we, you know, as a female, we have so much, you know, working against this, blah, blah. But like sometimes I go to a range, like a range that, you know, let's say it's like out of state or something and uh, nobody knows me and they're just like, okay, little lady, like, you know what you're doing? You know, it's usually like some old guy and, and I'm just like, yeah, I think so. And then I blow them away because I'm just like, bam, 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 bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. So like I do get off on that kind of. So what Ava's saying is she's so accurate that. It's, she doesn't to worry about ammo that would make her more accurate. She's perfect. But, yeah, but what I'm saying is if, like, to never be accurate again, that would kind of suck. Well, you can keep your current accuracy, right? You just... Oh, then, hands yeah, down, then... accuracy. <laughs> I'm... Okay, well, I don't need help in that department. Thank you. Which, so, we're just taking your word for it. Um, I don't know how much I trust your claims of perfect bullseye accuracy. We're going to so, have to put that to the test. But maybe we'll we see. should... Maybe we should do like a uh, competition at TriggerCon. Yeah, we'll have to do a competition, like a uh, like a range competition, so you can shoot stack more headshots. Let's do it. We should. Uh, so then I'll pick the first one. I'm thinking of this from a purely economics point of view, and um, you would think infinitely long ammo would be the go-to choice and like honestly economically it would that would be a massive advantage you go to the u.s military and you say hey i have this device that has infinite ammo i can <laughs> shoot it for you I, f I feel like they'd pay big bucks to have you uh have you man uh man a position like that's that that could be valuable but i also know they've spent millions upon millions of dollars making self-guided ammunition that is really expensive that doesn't miss um, so I think I would go ammo that doesn't miss because of the special application value, like to military. I feel like I would just go and work for the military and be like, all right, you guys, I'm, I'm never going to miss. And then they could hire me whenever they needed that. So maybe I'm thinking about this way too hard, but I think I would go ammo that doesn't miss. Um, cause that would be, that would be pretty impressive. I think. Yeah. And 10 round capacity. I can always reload. I can always That's reload. That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Uh, now it's time to hear from Manicore Arms. Manicore Arms right now, um, if you guys have their IWI TS-12, which is the shotgun, that which I have that gun is freaking awesome. Um, they do make parts for it, and they have everything right now in stock. So they have the, let's see, they have the curved butt plate, the uh, charging handle so that when you rack it, you're not going to, like, hurt your knuckles. And then the muzzle brake, which I think is an absolute must because the TS-12 is definitely a beast. So check them out. They also make also like all these other kinds of parts. Um, and then if you use the code PP15, all one word, you're going to get 15% off. And that is manicorearms.com. 
That brings us to our listener questions, Ava. We have one, but it's one that I that we have some good uh, some good stories to tell on. I want to hear yours. I definitely have some painful ones. Um, the question is, do you guys hunt? Now, if you guys want to drop a listener question, pewpewpanel at gmail.com is where you can email us. Email us your questions, your comments. Um, it's so much fun to kind of just talk about what you guys want us to talk about. That's why we do this. So definitely go and let us know if you're on Spotify through email or even in the comments section of these videos, which we check less. Um, so if you definitely want us to read it, if you email it to us, we'll, we'll see it 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, drop us your listener questions. But how about you, Ava? Have, do you guys hunt? Have you ever been on a hunt, Ava? What um, hunted? So hunting is like something that I didn't really grow up doing. I'm not against it because I absolutely understand that like there's a lot of people that have to hunt to put food on their table. I think it's the best way to do so, especially with all the weird stuff going on with like our meat. And I also just watched the Netflix series Poisoned. I think that's what it's called. And it kind of even makes you like not even want to eat vegetables that you're getting from a lot of these farmers. Um, So I would say, you know, like to be really in like, you know, charge of your food and what you're putting in your body, like hunting and farming and stuff like that is like totally the way to go. But with that said, I have only shot an alligator and this was, I guess we're going on like two years now. And so talk about like going from zero to a hundred, my first experience, like there, it was with, uh, Caldwell, Crimson Trace and Smith and Wesson. And they're like, we're going to fly you out to Florida with a few, content creators and you guys are gonna shoot an alligator just shoot it just straight up with the with what were you shooting it with like uh i think at the time they gave us a i want to say a 308 or a 556 which i think is overkill because with the guides they were like oh yeah you could easily kill it with like a 22 yeah uh so needless to say needless to say it didn't suffer um i like blew its head off but it still was like one of those things that I was like really sad about and I felt I felt bad like I had nightmares leading up to it. I had a few nightmares after it. Did you um, did you eat it? So we so yeah, nothing went to waste. I say nothing, but like there's some parts that you can't use on the alligator. Um which I think is the way to go. Like I'm not I'm not in favor of like trophy hunting, like just doing it for the sake of it. Yeah, and like killing something, but um, so next I want to do other hunting. I just, you know, I do feel bad. I love animals, you know, and so it's like good to know as well for like a lot of people. And this is, I guess, this kind of bleeds into the gun space a little bit. Um, a lot of hunting that is done, for example, even if it is trophy hunting, and this might, ew, this might change your perspective on it. Are you um, going to tell me about conservation? Yeah. So for example, like in a lot of the hunts that they do in Africa, they might be, um, shooting a giraffe, but when you take a look at the giraffe populations, once the bulls like reach a certain age, they become aggressive and they will kill the younger males. Um, so they kind of take this balance of what, what damage would this, uh, older bull cause to the ecosystem and what young males do we have that might have like some sort of a conflict Mm-hmm. And they kind of balance that to say, um, we act, they actually, in some instances, they just um, euthanize the animal that will cause kind of a greater impact. But alternatively, they auction off a hunt, for example, that draft, which is like, why would you go hunt a draft, right? It's like, 
you, you don't eat it. It's a very rare animal. Um, you would normally think of hunting a giraffe. So yeah, it is interesting that it's kind of like you balance the ecosystem and then they use that money, all that money that they raise to put it straight back into the area. And they say yeah. hunters are the biggest um, contributors. Exactly. Yeah. No, I actually, I learned that uh, I went to, I think it was Safari show or something in Texas and I interviewed a bunch of people and I learned a lot from that. So there was a lot of it that I didn't know. So I'm, I'm actually, thank you for bringing that up. Um, all right, so I want to know about your hunting trip. <laughs> have I been hunting? Yes. Have I been hunting successfully? Uh, no, I have that's because <laughs> That's because you don't shoot accurately. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it wasn't for, uh, I did practice beforehand. I brought the rifle that I was shooting out, made sure that I could make uh, hit what I was shooting at it. I think I did um, dinner, dinner plate accuracy at 400 yards. Um, so it's like, it's not sniper, but it was, I was pretty impressed with myself. I was yeah. happy with it. So dinner plate accuracy at 400 yards. I figured if I'm hunting, that's going to be what I need and I'll probably be closer. Um, it was, it was quite the adventure. We didn't see anything. Not one. We picked like the, the unit we picked and, and I'm in Idaho. So for any of you guys listening, you're like, man, you have the best, like if you're hunter, like I live in Idaho, you got it. You think I have it handed to me on a silver platter? The unit we picked, I think uh, the person that I went with picked it because it had done very well the year before, and because of that, it was full. There was like there was so many people everywhere that I'm like, there's no way that there would be a deer anywhere. If I was a deer, I would just like be hiding. Uh, there were so many people, and we went down some roads that I shouldn't have in my vehicle and it was like four o'clock in the morning so you couldn't see the shapes and shades properly and we hit a <laughs> boulder the size of like me in the middle of the road and it it uh it shredded up the bottom of my uh, car so bad it caused some pretty expensive repairs so no successfully have i hunted have i hunted <laughs> yes successfully no Oh man, that's hilarious. It sounds like the worst day ever. <laughs> it sounded it sounds horrible and like certain parts of it were awful, but it was like getting up that early is like uh it's 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 rough, but it was absolutely gorgeous. So like part of me was like, oh, I spent you know, a couple days in in the most beautiful nature even if we didn't catch anything, uh at least we got to spend time outside, but yeah, it was not successful by any means. Well, hopefully you liked the person that you were stuck with for two days. Not only did they set you up for a failure, but you're also like stuck <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was fun. Circumstances were rough though. When I when that car bottom note, I was like, ooh, yeah, so, so, <laughs> something's broke. So yeah, it was it was an adventure for sure. Oh, that makes me laugh. And then that brings us, since that's pretty much my only experience with hunting. I do plan to do more in the future, um, but that's my only experience for now. So that brings us to our main topic. And that is, we kind of wanted to talk about shooting better. Ava, you as an instructor, and I, I can't add anything. I can ask questions for all of our listeners. Um, I'll play your part because I'm probably just as good at shooting as you guys are. Uh, but let, I kind of wanted to go over what it takes to shoot just slightly better like what you can do to go from putting the red dot on the target and pulling the trigger to improving your 
you know, shot time, your placement, um, just shooting a little bit more accurately and better overall, like what it takes. All right. So the fact that you said putting your red dot on the target and like that's problem number one. So first things first, you have to learn to shoot with irons. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you don't have to, but it definitely, I think it helps and it helps for you to sort of uh, comprehend the way that, you know, accuracy goes. I'm going to use this little blue gun that came in my fanny pack, which is a replica. Shooting with irons is just, it's just harder. Yeah, so it is. Um, okay, so I think the first thing, and this is, I do teach classes uh, for a living. I've been doing it for 10 years. But I think the, there's a few things that I've realized that like really make it so much better for uh, for shooters. But, and this is kind of like going on just the basics. Like this isn't something that I would necessarily teach people that are advanced, then it gets a little bit different. Um, but just, you know, if you were to pick up a gun for the first time, this is stuff that I would say to concentrate on. So the biggest thing is like your grip. So when you grip the gun, you're going to make a V with your dominant hand. So if you're left-handed, it'd be the opposite. And then always grip it like high and tight right here. This finger goes right here again because we're never going to touch the trigger until we're, you know, lined up with the target. We're ready to shoot. This thumb for, goes a little bit higher. For anybody listening, she's just talking about kind of in line with the slide. So you kind of keep your finger up over the trigger. And yeah. by the way, if you guys, if you're not new to shooting and you're like, yeah, okay, I know how to do this. Listen to what Ava is or how she's explaining this, because this will be helpful when you guys are showing somebody how to shoot. So like if you've already mm -hmm. done this, definitely listen. And if you guys are new to this, even if you aren't like, even if you don't own a gun, know this information, because there are situations where you might want to know this. Uh, sorry, Ava, to interrupt there. But um, yeah, just definitely pay attention to the way she's explaining this because it can be helpful as well for if you're explaining yeah. it to new shooters. I appreciate that. Okay, so then uh, your other hand's going to join. So I don't want any spaces in between your non-dominant hand, like in those fingers, and it's going to go right underneath that trigger guard. And then the your dominant hand, that thumb, so in my case, my right thumb goes on top of my left thumb. You don't want any space back here. Uh, like any space like on that grip uh, or a gap or whatever. But then in addition to that, you're going to rotate your non-dominant hand so that it's pointing, so that your thumbs are pointing towards that target. So now you can see I have evenly spaced, you know, kind of evenly spaced on both sides and I have as much skin as possible touching the gun. Um, in addition to this, this grip is really going to help for you to kind of absorb the recoil. So Starting out, so I wouldn't teach this to somebody who's a little more advanced, but starting out, what you're going to do is you're going to push forward with your dominant arm, pull back with your non-dominant. So it's kind of like that force against force. So it's going to help sort of absorb some of that recoil so that you're not just like limp wristing it or as like Jerry McLick would say, uh, uh, gosh, what did he say? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um I, I don't know what he says. But I think he says like noodling it. Yeah, like you're noodling yeah. it. So you just kind of want to have a nice firm grip. And then you're going to line up your sights. So every gun has a front sight and then two back sights. And when you line it up on most sights, this isn't every sight out there, but you have your front sight, your back sights. You're going to line it up so it's completely flat on the top so that the sights are completely, you know, lined up and... um if there's any if there's any distance in between, it's equidistance in between. 
Don't get lazy with it because if your front sight is a little bit higher than your two back sights, you're going to shoot high. If it's low to the left, you're going to shoot low to the left, vice versa. So really take your time lining up those sights. And then the top of those sights, once they're lined up, is typically going to cut off the center of that bullseye. Again, it varies depending on what sights. Sometimes, like, you know, they might be slightly different, but typically, majority of the sights out there, that's what it's going to look like. And then as you're lining up, you want to you cross sections, you want to cross section the target that you're shooting at. So, in general, you're not going to be seeing half of it, and it's kind of just cutting a parallel line exactly where you want to hit. Yeah. Horizontal line, sorry, exactly where you want to hit. Absolutely. Yeah. And then um, the biggest mistake that people make is how they pull the trigger. So a lot of people, they pull it abruptly. They, you know, and really there shouldn't be any movement on this gun. The only thing that should move is my trigger finger. You shouldn't have to keep readjusting your grip every time you pull the trigger or as you're pulling that trigger, but also pull the trigger so slow. Like what I teach my students is just keep pulling Nice and slow, pull, 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 until we don't even know when it's going to go off, and that's fine. It's going to go off like a surprise. And then you'll realize, okay, that's how much pressure I have to apply to the trigger. We're not pulling it abruptly because if we do, it's going to nosedive or it's going to go up. Um, and then also people usually anticipate the shot. They know that when they pull that trigger, there's going to be some recoil. So they try to counteract it by pulling down they pull the gun down as they're pulling that trigger. And again, it kind of nosedives. So if, chances are, if you're shooting low, you are either uh, anticipating that shot, anticipating the recoil, or you're pulling too hard on the trigger. And in that case, I would say dry fire. So if students are just constantly pulling too hard, and I ask them, I'm like, you know, are you pulling nice and slow on that trigger? And they're like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, okay, so go ahead and unload your gun, show clear. And then I, with the magazine out, I have them reset the trigger, which they rack the slide back, resets the trigger. And then I have them line it up with the target. And I'm like, okay, so now I want you to pull on that trigger. Act like you're, you know, line up your sights nice and slow on that trigger. And then sure enough, they go to pull it and they're like, and they're like, oh, and they, they see they how much it, it moves. down to counteract what they assume will be coming. Yeah. Or they don't even counteract it. They just apply way too much pressure. And so... Right. Then they realize, oh, it does move when I pull that trigger. Okay, I have to pull it slower. And then sometimes... Yeah, for every gun, there's a pull on the trigger. There's when you start pulling it, and there's when it breaks. And so understanding yeah. that, you know, these are probably people who are like, I need to just get it to snap, and then it moves the gun a lot. So yeah, just understanding that it, you're pulling until it breaks, and that's when it fires, you know. So there's also, after everybody has an idea, they've shot off a few rounds, and they get the idea of like a slow trigger pull, then I bring them back. You know, I'm like, set your guns down, like unload it, set your guns down, come join me for a second. And then I teach them about some triggers, how there might be a really long trigger pull. So you're going to pull until you feel that wall, because sometimes you can pull a little bit quicker, feel that wall, and then you really want to go slow for like, once you feel that wall and for the rest of it, once it breaks. And that also kind of helps with accuracy as well. Um, but, that all depends on the gun as well. So that's mm -hmm. why it's so important to do that dry firing, like you said, because you can't anticipate exactly what their trigger is like. Um, so, yeah, it definitely helps everybody to, you know, dry fire. Or if you are teaching somebody, you know, if they dry fire, they're going to be able to anticipate exactly what that trigger is going to feel like for sure. Yeah. And really, those are the three things that I would say is like doing that push pull, kind of absorbing that recoil so you're not limp wristing it. Sight alignment, super important, because if you're shooting all over the target, chances are you're not lining up your sights. 
and then that trigger pull. Those are the three things that I'm like very much a stickler about on the range. And I'm not trying to give people an earful or be like, oh, well, you, you know, your stance is wrong or whatever. Um, starting out, I'm not trying to intimidate them or give them a lot to remember. So those are the three things uh, that I'm strict about. Yeah. And then that way it just gives them something to work towards, you know, that those, and those are the basics. Like you said, that's not mm-hmm. advanced. So it's something that it's a good starting place that everybody can kind of work towards. Doesn't mean they'll be perfect the first time, but yeah, it's at least something that they should, yeah. everybody should be able to master those. Absolutely. And before we go on with some of the stuff that may be not as important, but it is still important. It kind of plays a role in that accuracy. So if you really want to, you know, just have that complete package. But before I start talking about that, you wanted to talk about some of our sponsors, right, Dalen? Yeah. So we have Gun Zone Deals, actually. And, and it was it was just Gun Zone Deals I wanted to talk about. Um, what, what they do is they have amazing deals, especially on flashlights and knives. Of course, they have all sorts of pews and deals and specials on those, um, including like special edition stuff that you won't find everywhere, like exclusive stuff. So that's really cool. Gun Zone Deals. And what they do is they also share the word about this podcast with other people. Um, they kind of people who shop at Gun Zone Deals, they let them know about our podcast. And so we want to let you guys know about Gun Zone Deals because they help spread the word about the podcast, a massive supporter of what we do. Um, so a massive thank you to Gun Zone Deals. Guys, go check them out. They're awesome people. Uh, yeah. They love actually. So I, after, you know, since we started uh, talking about them, I um, signed up for their emails and I did see the other day that they did a shout out to us and they were like, hey guys, looking for a new podcast? Check out Pew Pew Panel. So we greatly appreciate that. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. And so give us, give us some of these additional things. Like you said, they're not like mandatory, but they're things that will kind of take your shooting to the next level. So this is probably stuff that a lot more people listening like me yeah. might be able to apply. Again, you guys, if you know this, just since Ava is an instructor, just take notes on how she teaches it. And um, there's a couple visual elements that she has shown in like the last one. But for anybody listening, um, 99% of everything she's saying is just, you know, it's just from her like hopefully, yeah, and, and hopefully I'm explaining it well so that even for those who are just listening can get a, a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about. Um, so as far as stance goes, so, you know, there's the weaver stance and the isosceles and like really... So the weaver is kind of like the the box stance position where it's like maybe one elbow's bent, the other uh, elbow's completely extended. That's not really taught anymore. Um, and then there's the isosceles where, you know, your arms are completely, like not completely extended, but if someone were to look up from above you, it would look like your arms were more of a triangle, you know, with, uh, with your hands. And um, basically it's like evenly, you know, like both arms are either it can be extended and I allow a lot of new shooters to fully extend their arms because some of them are just so scared of that recoil so if they have their arms extended it's less likely for them you know to think that it's going to come back and hit them in the face or what I prefer is like to have it slightly bent so that then the recoil kind of comes back towards you like kind of as opposed to up um but now I've kind of incorporated sort of both sort of the weaver and the isosceles to a degree. So my arms are completely, not completely extended, but they're, you know, I'm not leaning off to one side or the other. One's not bent more than the other. Um, 
they're completely, you know, kind of, let's say, extended slightly with a, a bent elbow. And then I have my opposite arm from my, um, like I'm right-handed, so I'd have my left leg in front. So it steps out just a few feet. And that kind of helps me to sort of absorb that recoil a little bit better. And for a while, I used to think like, oh, well, you just do that with rifles. But then with handguns, you kind of have the isosceles where your feet are shoulder width apart. And now I'm trying my best to adopt, you know, kind of reteach myself where I'm doing it with pistols as well. So it, ultimately, this could just kind of boils down to everyone's body is different. And whatever you feel most comfortable with, I'd rather somebody be comfortable with their stance and be able to concentrate on the other shooting fundamentals. Um, but one thing that I will, that I am a little bit of a stickler for, is like you kind of want to lean into it and be a little more aggressive. You'll see a lot totally. of beginners, they're completely like leaned back. And fixing that posture is sometimes can be so hard. It's yeah. like one of the hardest parts I would say about teaching somebody how to shoot is how to teach them how to lean into it. Yeah. Um, so that they're not leaning like away from the gun because naturally they're scared of it and they let's see how far away I can put this from myself but yeah that's exactly. one of the hardest parts yeah Um, and then your breathing like breathing isn't super important I always say like breathe normal in between each shot so you don't get lightheaded but for me personally just as I'm about to squeeze that trigger I don't breathe and I don't breathe out it's just kind of like that nice comfortable pause if that makes sense and then lastly, follow through. So one thing that just drives me nuts is when I'm teaching a class and I see a student and they're just like, boom, you know, or I'm sorry, boom. And then they bring it back. It's hard with my mic, but like, boom, and then bring it back. Boom. You know, so they're like extending their arms. They shoot the target and then they bring their arms back to see if they got, you know, if they hit the target. And it's just one of those things where you're kind of like building that muscle memory or training yourself to bring your arms back every time you pull that trigger. You want to follow through with all of your shots, even if it's like, okay, your, you know, your gun just went empty and you're finished shooting, just kind of hold it momentarily. Um, and I think it, you know, it's kind of also same thing with like, I'm not the biggest sporty person, but you know, if you're, I was taught like when I took basketball, like when you make a, you know, a basket kind of like hand in the cookie jar for a second or, when you're golfing, you know, kind of like hold that stance, like that last little part for a second. And I think that that also just kind of helps with accuracy. Totally. And I think as well, so something that I was, I was thinking as you were mentioning these is I use different, um, I use sort of different techniques. If I'm going to be shooting my handgun, if I'm tr like just yesterday, I was seeing how far I could shoot accurately onto my steel target. Mm -hmm. And I was impressed with the gun I had. It was the Taurus GX4 XL. So it has like a longer barrel and their triggers really clean. So like say what you will about Taurus handguns. This gun is like impressive. And yeah, I noticed I'm holding my breath. The way that I'm holding my arms is to create the least amount of wobble, you know, like so I use a totally different technique than you than I do when I'm sh shooting um, sort of in a defensive way, right? Mm -hmm. Where I have two targets and I'm want to get multiple shots on target quickly and i don't i know the margin of error at that distance um so yeah the techniques do vary slightly as well kind of depending on what you're doing with it but if we're talking just self-defense these are sort of the things that you want to be able to do or teach somebody to do as mm -hmm. well yep absolutely and i think that that's kind of like wraps it up i mean that's just again that's just like kind of getting your feet wet um, but I think if you guys just do, you know, do those things, like you should have a pretty decent sized grouping. 
And then Ava, that brings us to our listener of the week, some comments, some things people have, uh, have said. There is some good stuff in here. So um, we have, have you read it. Do you want to read this one or do you want to read it? No, this? no, no. I'm going to have you read it. Okay. This is a, this is a pretty good one. We mentioned, we mentioned Ava getting dentures in the beginning, you guys. So we have to deliver here. Which, for um, the record, I'm not getting dentures, okay? Yeah. I have I have pretty decent teeth. I mean, I was we'll just see. complaining about the fluoride a few episodes ago. <laughs> we'll see. This is from David Stevens. He said, actually, listening through for the third time, great episode. So we're happy that you guys are enjoying everything that we're doing. Um, glad that it's that it's worth listening to. Although, should we tell them the bad news? Oh, yeah. I think it's time we tell people the bad news. But it's good news. Guys, don't worry. The podcast is still, like, going to keep yeah. going on. We're not canceling. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. So, also, Austin, if you get that that tattoo, you're not out of luck, bud. But um, Dalen and I have decided. So, initially, our plan was to put out a podcast twice a week. And we were like, okay, for two months. And now that we're coming up too close to two months... um, in the next couple weeks, we are going to cut back to one episode a week. So initially, like our, our plan was kind of like, okay, we'll see how it goes. But also we wanted to have a few episodes under our belt and kind of get our feet wet and help with, you know, like- Good for the algorithm. That. Exactly, exactly. And, um, but now, because I, I also kind of do wonder if, you know, between like you putting out all of your content on YouTube, me having my other podcast, Gun Funny, and then putting out two episodes a week of Pew Pew Panel. I do wonder if like you guys even have time to consume all of our content, plus all the other amazing content creators out there. So we are going to be cutting back uh, to one time a week, which would be coming out every Tuesday. So, so, just, just so yeah, I know some of you guys are like, oh, I could, if you guys made twice as many podcasts, I could listen to it. And then some of you guys are like, yeah, I haven't listened to like two of the last ones. So it's sort of a, it's a happy medium. I know some people yeah. it'll be, you want more in some people it'll be it'll be nice to only have one so we'll condense everything from two we'll put it in a single episode um once a week kind of like Ava said but uh yeah that'll be fun and that's sort of what the plan was so don't worry we're not uh going through any drastic re- company restructuring <laughs> peaches is not getting fired <laughs> no peaches is is, is still gonna be still part here. of the show <laughs> um yeah anyway so let me let me keep reading the the rest of the question here so um ava just get dentures that was in response to your fluoride and sensitive teeth comments from the last episode um and then um david also said brakes can do amazing things i put an ultradyne brake on a five six cm bolt gun i built and yes it was a great flash but it recoiled like a 22 it was uh I was surprised, so that's cool. Brakes can do. Wait, awesome did he things. say? Did he say five six or six five? No, six five. If I read that wrong, apparently I can't read yeah. that today. I was like, oh, okay, that's a new caliber. <laughs> uh, yeah, six five. You guys made me smile so much this episode. Uh, if I said anything about your smile, Ava, it could be really uncomfortable. I also just realized <laughs> that all my kids are older than you, so. Yeah, well, I mean, we appreciate that. You know, don't get creepy on us. <laughs> All right. And you guys then... can, you can send anything in the emails. The more emails, the better. Um, we love it. So thank you guys for sending those emails. Pewpewpanel at gmail.com. If and, it's and... too creepy, we just won't share it. So send I mean, it. I probably will. You want. I'll be yeah, sure it. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. 
Look who look who just woke up from her little nap, Peaches. Hello, Peaches. Thanks for just joining for time. us. Yeah, just for time to, you know, kind of get down to the end. Um, and then I'm going to read two people's uh, iTunes reviews. And that is, so we're just going to go in order at this point. And you guys, but, you can go and in the iTunes review, go and say something about yourself, your name, something you like to do, something, uh, you know, wherever you're from. And that way you guys get to share a little bit about yourself, but then also review, kind of say how you feel about the podcast. Drop that on um, Apple Podcasts, the little podcast app um, on an iPhone. That's the best way. It kind of helps with the SEO. But yeah, then we get to share something about you guys, the listener, and then kind of share that on the podcast as well. So absolutely and i'm so glad that you put that trigger down because i was like oh no we are not fidgeting with that trigger daylin <laughs> sorry you guys probably heard it It sounds like yeah i did no you don't i can hear it actually very well right in my ear so we could just put that away all right so uh this this review is from casper paint b titled great host five stars glad to hear more from you ava looking forward to the evolution of the new podcast Thank you very much. And then uh, next is a humble renter uh, titled another one added to the list, I think, because it cut out five stars. So far, so good. I like the fact that you have the budget realm in mind, as not everyone wants to drop a grand each time to want to buy a firearm. I'll be so a hero you. for all budget guns. I mean, I like a good deal, too, you know, you do. Um, but yeah, thank you guys both for leaving those reviews. And again, if you haven't, um, please do so. Please help us out. And also like us on social media, Pew Pew Panel on Facebook, Instagram, as well as our YouTube channel. Thing. Yeah, we want to grow the Instagram and the Facebook. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing right now. So Absolutely. Ava Ava needs help there. Do her a do her a big favor. She's been she's been begging. And really do it for peaches. Do it for peaches, yeah. Hashtag her for peaches. All right, guys. We'll We're see you guys here. next time. Do it for peaches. <laughs>